Today's episode of The Vergecast is sponsored by Dashlane. Dashlane is a password manager that has already helped over 2 million users online. Whoa. If you're like me, you have too many passwords. I always forget which passwords I use on which site. I spend way too much time clicking on reset password. It's even the worst when I'm on the go. No way to remember all those passwords. That's true, actually. I, I don't even log into things on the go. I live with it completely. Whatever. Now I use a password manager called Dashlane. Dashlane, you'll never forget another password. It's that simple. They're secured on all devices. They're always up to date in one place. And because Dashlane's on my computer, on my phone, my passwords are always with me wherever I go. Dashlane even helps by filling out the passwords online. I can use complex passwords with numbers and symbols without having to type them. and get in my accounts automatically, saving hours of valuable time. And Dashlane is free. Wow. Yeah. Vergecast listeners can download Dashlane for free if you go to dashlane.com slash vergecast right now. So go to dashlane.com slash vergecast and never forget another password. That's D-A-S-H-L-A-N-E dot com slash vergecast. What's going on? Hey, everybody. Why is everybody on their computers right now? This is like, this is, this is. This show is not ever starting well. Um, (laughs) Hi, and welcome to the Vergecast. I am Neil Patel. I work here at The Verge. I am joined today by a cast of characters, past, present, and future, who are going to take us on a journey through, I would say, mostly Spotify news, but also (laughs) everything that The Verge covers. That was weirdly anticlimactic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I I like to build. Mm -hmm. If I was like an EDM producer, I'd do all builds that never resolve. (laughs) Just like endless builds, and then like... It's just existential EDM. This person talking is Emily Yoshida. Hello, Emily. Hi, how's it going? It's going really great. Um, <laughs> I'd love to talk about Spotify. I'm a, I'm a frequent user of Spotify, and I have opinions about it. There you go. That's that's all you need for the show. <laughs> yep. That's all, just to get on. <laughs> Emily is our entertainment editor. You've probably seen her work and heard her voice and, I don't know, felt her presence. Over here, who's this? Uh, I am Micah Singleton, also a frequent Spotify user. And far too far away from the mic. I get am? up on it. Yep. Is you, both of you. Get yeah, up on better. it. That's great. Micah, you might know from his frequent travels around the country. Uh, we put him on a plane once a week now so yeah. that he can get hot Spotify scoops. <laughs> who's this over in the corner? This is, is this a corner? I guess. Hi, I'm Sam. I mean, Sam, you're literally like in a, a lumber yard right yeah, now. Yeah, what's going on over <laughs> there? Not- <laughs> you're on a train track, kind of. <laughs> Literal planks of wood. Just, yeah. just For the hey. home listener. Welcome to the Vergecast. The audio listener, Sam. Are you building some kind of gazebo? I was okay. building a, uh, a, I don't even know. Sam was, uh, if, you're just, if you're listening to this, I want you to close your eyes wherever you are, unless you're in a car, uh, and imagine Sam playing a two-by-four like a guitar. Cause that's what he was just doing. Um, so really cool look for Sam in the hype corner. Uh, but yeah, let's get right into it. It is, uh, let's say it's the, the May 21st. That's the thing that I'm supposed to do. That's, say the date. That's the date of today. That's today. Yes. Okay. Thursday, May 21st, the year 2015 of our Lord. Oh my God. The year 2015. I've just, I've seen people say that they like hearing when we do the week of May 18th. Hmm? So this like, is like an endless debate. That's, we're, we're never that's resolve incredibly it. confusing, and I, I disagree with that too. wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's too much. I'm vetoing it right now, <laughs> right this second. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, no one cares as much as you do, yeah, so no. we're picking what we want. Uh, no, which, do you prefer the date? The, you, you clearly don't prefer the week of date. Let's talk about Spotify. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> right? I'm so bad at talking about it starting the show. It is, it is just such, like, I believe that I have other talents, right? That there are things I'm good at. 
But then there's like the crushing realization that I'm really bad at this one thing that I do in front of tens of thousands of people once a week. It's good. No, there's something to be said for warming people up, like getting them used to the sound of your voice. Your yeah, that's like what a hype man does. Like yeah. I feel like I should leave and like somebody else. All right, we're all warmed up. Let's talk about some Spotify. Just got ready to go. Sammy, take it away. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so a huge week of news actually, and I was not joking about Spotify news. And neither was Emily, who's deadly serious at all times. Um, but Spotify had an event this week where they announced podcast integration in Spotify, um, where they announced videos in Spotify. That's a little bit weird. And then Micah broke a huge story uh, by publishing Spotify's contract with Sony Music, which I think is where we should start because that was honestly, I think, one of our biggest stories of the week, month, year. Um, and as we go sort of into the, the second half of the year, when Apple launches its streaming service, uh, Jay-Z does whatever he's going to do with title. Taylor Swift does whatever she's going to do in this world. There's so much action in the music industry right now that that contract is the first kind of set of specifics that we've ever seen. So, Michael, why don't you walk us through it a little bit? So, we got our hands on a 42-page contract for, between uh, Sony Music and Spotify that was signed back in 2011 mm-hmm. before they came to the States. Um, and it shows how the labels structure their deals, how much money they're taking from Spotify that yeah. may not be going to artists. And it really shows why Spotify can never turn a profit. I mean, they, they're not going to do it at all with these kind of deals. Right. I think Ben Popper was pointing out that Spotify always makes more money and always and loses, loses more, more money. money. Yeah. Could, could walk us through sort of that mechanic. So first they pay advances. Right. Before they get anything, before, to get access to the catalog of the music label, they'll pay an advance. Uh, this one, they paid $25 million for two years and 17.5 for a third optional year. And this is all on Sony's? To just, Sony's just whole for Sony. Right. So this is just for Sony. This is not independent. This is not Universal, Warner. Right. They're going to pay probably $100 million in advances. And this was when they were a very small company. So now that's going to be more. They're renegotiating some deals now. They're going to spend probably a couple hundred million. Right. And if just to get access. Mm-hmm. Um, then royalties break out. Royalties are still. Wait, so let me, let me just set this up at the top level. Uh-huh. The, the argument in the music industry right now is basically who gets paid what. Yeah. Right. And the argument is breaking down because we've gone from buying, I don't know, records and CDs, which were like physical objects and you like had to buy them, to a world of like basically music everywhere all the time. Just having a pass to certain music. Like right. a subscription. A subscription, but it's like it's also just like on YouTube. Right. It's like yeah. it's just around yeah. us. Like music yeah. has gone from physical objects that we buy to like ba- just everywhere constantly all the time because of the internet. And what <laughs> that like destroyed the music industry, but also revitalized it. And I think in another kind of important way, right? Like there are more Bieber stories in this world. Right. Where, like he's a kid on YouTube who got discovered on YouTube because he has access to like a broader community. And music is just way more integrated in our lives because we can listen to it all the time and we can listen to whatever we want all the time. And like, I think you see that just in the music itself, like artists that younger artists that grew up, uh, since the age of file sharing and the access to having everything, like m- influences in music are, cr- are cross-pollinated all over the place because nobody is limited anymore. Everybody right. can listen to everything. Uh, um, which is, by the way, kind of exactly the argument Taylor Swift made around this time last year when she pulled her stuff out of Spotify and said music should not be free. Mm-hmm. It was like around this time last year in the Wall Street Journal. I, I, wrote a th- I was not at The Verge. I was at Vox.com, and I wrote a piece called <laughs> Taylor Swift Doesn't Understand Supply and Demand. Yeah. Which was, uh, which is basically like, you can't in a world of like infinite music supply. Yeah, 
it's really hard to say for the average artist, my stuff should be expensive. Right. It's very easy for Taylor Swift to say her stuff should be expensive. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift's argument for, because she did not say that music should not be free. She said that certain kinds of music should not be free. Neelai, this was November, by the way. It, it was, was November. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a year ago. It was November. Well, when she, she dropped out of Spotify in the summer, she huh. wrote an op-ed for Wall Street yeah. Journal. Those are two different events. Yeah, I think that was in July or August. I am the resident expert on everything that Taylor Swift does and I know what month and when and what her stipple portrait looked like in yeah. the Wall Street Journal. That was um, definitely Taylor Swift dropped out of Spotify and wrote the Wall Street Journal. Wait. No, 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 no. She, she did wrote the, the journal thing a year In the ago. summer, yeah. And then she dropped out in November. In November, yes. Right, okay. Yeah, she wrote in July. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I could have told you that, but it's cool. Yeah, um, just blowing up a, Emily's spot, dude. I did an entire podcast. I feel like what was probably an entire podcast about that that op-ed whoops I mean you could like you could talk about it for days no it's it it was because what she was arguing was that she the kind of musical artist that she is and like by extension I guess people like like John Mayer or um people with guitars who uh who play instruments and (laughs) and and create a narrative around themselves yeah that that is that relationship that they have with fans is something that fans will pay for to continue getting the story and building their relationship building the music whereas like and she you know you really just letting that building a mystery joke go oh well yeah i mean no we'll talk about that some (laughs) more (laughs) but but uh and 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 really kind of being more disparaging about the idea of 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 one hit wonders and 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 novelty songs and stuff like that which i mean and then she goes and releases a, her first pop album but goes out of her way to say that this is not evil pop like it's right. very it's very um it's very uh, taylor swift centric like her view of the world <laughs> <laughs> well I, I, and i think that's like that that conflict was not resolved at that time no. right the conflict was we're not going to let anybody stream 1989. You're going to have to go buy it. And Taylor Swift commands an army of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and they went and bought it because they want her new stuff. Yeah. That, that is how, and then she's been releasing videos off it. Bad Blood just came out. And the, that did not prove that music should cost money. It proved that people will pay for Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which is a great thing because she has a great career and that's cool. But it's not great for like other artists, mm-hmm. particularly smaller indie artists, which is kind of where Tidal launched a few months ago. And they like, that's weird. Cause that's just artists wanting to get paid too. the same message as Taylor Swift yeah, being like, Hey, the future is streaming. We've launched our own streaming service. This is like Jay-Z and Kanye and all these people so that we can get paid. And then the reaction was, but you're already rich. Right. And that it's just really the disconnect between Taylor Swift saying you should pay me for CDs or album downloads and not pay me for because I can't. I don't understand the business of streaming. To now where we are, which is the consumer has overwhelmingly going to pick streaming, right? They're going to pick YouTube. They're going to pick Spotify. They're going to pick Apple, whatever. They're not going to pick downloads every time. Right. What are the economics of that? Well, and and it's all. It's also so much more in the interest of a smaller artist because I mean, 
nobody makes the most money in their career from album sales, regardless of if you're streaming it or not. Nobody's going to do that. But especially for smaller artists, that's going to be minuscule. That's going to be nothing. You're going to make your your money from touring, from selling tickets to like getting gigs places mm-hmm. or getting licensed somewhere for like a commercial. And, um, and that's going to come about because your music was available to a bunch of people and somebody who is making a commercial for Charmin heard it on Spotify and was like, oh, that's a good jingle for this commercial. Oh my god! Yeah, that's the, that is the darkest timeline. Oh yeah, no, that's that's everything yeah. now. That's indie music now. Like that is independent music. Oh my god, the toilet paper people found me on Spotify. I'm rich. Yep. Um, so the the broad strokes of how these deals have worked, and this is what Mike was saying earlier about advances, is Spotify pays a company like Sony twenty million dollars for access to Sony's entire library. None of that money at that time, we don't know, goes to artists. Because what Sony doesn't have is the information Spotify will then provide them, which is who listened to what when. Exactly. And Spotify will swear up and down that they don't pay per stream because the numbers per stream are so minuscule that it makes them look like garbage. But we looked at the contract, and they kind of do pay per stream. Yeah, sometimes. they do. Sometimes. Yeah, for the free tier. For the free. Yeah, and it's really low. I mean, it's like 0.2 cents. It's Really wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was 0.02 cents. Oh. It's even smaller. <laughs> it's even worse. So you just see, like, it. we were reading this contract. It, I, let me paint this picture for you. M- imagine Mike and I in a room. That's it. That's the whole picture. Um, it's, it looks a lot like this. Except, it's, it's, well, I was there for a part of that. No, never mind. I won't. Do you, no, you can be in the room. Okay. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's in the room. Uh, no, it was me and Micah holding. Can I say this? I'm going to say this. Say it. We got this contract. I think a lot of people think it came out of the Sony hack, but that's not. No. Micah Micah's yeah. like did some like dogged reporting in like straight up old school Woodward and Bernstein style. <laughs> Running all around Manhattan, hailing all cabs, being like. <laughs> meeting in like parking lots, shows up at our office, like the Verge office, where literally like this never happens. He's got 186 pages. Like, paper, p- real paper. pulp, like tree yeah. guts. It was cr- we were all like, what is that? <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, it's like binder clips. It was like old school. Yeah. So we're like all reading this contract together, like, like a book, like a novel, like <laughs> over each other's shoulders. Yeah. And we get to the math, and Mike and I are just like standing in front of a whiteboard, <laughs> try, desperately trying to figure out this math because it's so complicated. It really yeah. is. Um, and it all works out to where there's Spotify. It looks like such a simple thing, right? It's like, here's some music. Here's yeah. this interface. And behind it is this endlessly complex layer of deals and negotiations and shady garbage. Yeah. And clauses. And clauses, I mean, <laughs> words, many commas. Numbers. Just looking at the numbers on their own, too, when you look at like the, the deal where they get, what's it called, where they buy just the rights to have the music from the 25 million? That's the advance. It's just the, the advance. advance. Yeah. yeah. So you look at a number like that that's so huge, and then you look at these like laughably small, like fractions of fractions of pennies, and you're like, how does this exist in the same yeah. like transaction? It just yeah. doesn't, it's completely, yeah, it's bananas. <laughs> um, but, the, but what's crazy is like that was, that's the old contract. Right now we believe that, the, that, you know, they're like basically just like waiting to renegotiate a new contract. So everyone's like riding dirty. Yeah. No one has a deal to like any of this music and they're just paying whatever. And it seems like the artists are definitely getting screwed. I mean, that's, it that's does, and I, It's unclear if 
it really is sort of unclear whether it's Spotify doing it or the labels doing it because we don't have that last piece of information. Yeah. Well, we need to get you need to get like U2's contract <laughs> with Sony or whatever. Like you need to call up Bono. Yeah. Okay. That's your next move. Sure. I have uh, his number. Yeah. Who doesn't? It's on everyone's, it's on yeah, everyone's hey, iPhone. Bono's on your phone, right? <laughs> Um, anyway, but we're pretty positive that the artists are not aware of the fact that like half of their money is being taken off the top before the, anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, I mean, this is like the fun drama and then Sony flipped out. Yeah. They're like they sent us not one, not two, or Sony, but four cease and desist letters asserting their copyright in the contract, which is amazing because what are, are they worried that? That like people will copy. <laughs> They're beautiful prose. <laughs> this seems like a pretty good idea. Oh man, this is a great movie. Like, what? <laughs> gonna... This section on on annual true up of royalties. Exactly. There's some real character development here. Like, what do they think? So they four cease and desist, which is amazing. Um, and again, that claim I tweeted it last night, and some of the copyright lawyers I like tweet with thought that was all very amusing. Uh, so we we because it's not worth fight. It, it was up on our site for so long, and I'm sure you could find it on the internet if you need to. We um uh, we took it off our site. Yeah. So Micah, tough. but I still have the hard copy, hmm. <laughs> and I'll never for, I'll never forget it. Um, but so that's like that all sets up, um, uh kind of this moment that's about to happen in the music industry, right? Like what is that moment? It's just the turn from we're buying albums on iTunes to everything, to everything, everything is streaming. It's yeah. It's one, you pay one, pay a monthly fee and you get a catch all depending on what service you pay several monthly fees. If you want to actually, if you want everything, right. Yeah. Right. And that's, I think, or you could just keep using YouTube and listen to music at 480p quality. If you don't care about, you know, listening to music and lossless, which is probably what's going to happen. But like, yeah. what do you do when you're out and about? No, I know. Like, I'm, I'm mostly kidding, yeah. but I mean, yeah. that's the main argument for me about not using YouTube. Like that's fine. If you're in your office, just wanting to bring up a song. Right. Yeah. It's way easier to have everything in the bucket versus yeah. going after everything. Yeah. And there's like, there's not a way you can take off ads from YouTube. Is there? Yeah, well, you have to buy YouTube music pass or I mean, sign up for Google play music or use every ad block or use that. But every single week I sit here and complain about music services. And every single week somebody tells me to sign up for Google play music. And it's like, I have it. I just, people of the verge cast, I have Google Play Music. <laughs> it's not very good. No. Like I just I'm just gonna say it out loud. It's fine. It's it's a it's a it's a seven. <laughs> there you go. That's that's yeah. the number I've given it. Well I think the weird thing about where it's going as far as there being different services that like these different groups of A list music artists are kind of like they're a part of this team now. Like we've definitely seen that like the optics of that, at least with title, just like we're team title. Like, you yeah. know, just imagine like Coldplay, you know, da- <laughs> <laughs> like Daft Punk, Madonna in the same room. Like, uh, and, and then, you know, like I, I forget who the, like who the beats artists are. I mean, right now there's the, like now everybody's sitting around this thing of, of Kanye being on, um, on beats or with Apple. Um, and it's really funny because it's starting to mirror the way uh, the old studio system yeah. looked in Hollywood, which was yeah. deemed like completely illegal <laughs> and anti-constitutional <laughs> in the 30s or the 40s, I think. Well, that um, was like super vertically. I mean, it's weird here because at the end of the day, all of these companies have to somehow kind of play nice with Apple. 
right? Yeah. They, yeah. Have, they have to deliver an app onto the iPhone. Like, you can't have an Android-only music service and, like, really see it succeed. Well, that's why when, when the reports were coming out about the Tidal app just, like, dropping off in the second week, I was like, well, it, you're getting it on the iTunes store. It's in their interest to, like, fudge that a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't trust them necessarily. Right. And then we had, like, a, the, uh, two weeks ago, Micah had many, many quotes from music industry people saying, like, this sucks for us because we put an app in the iTunes store and you can't actually sign up for our service there without us having to pay Apple an extra 30% on top. Which raises subscription prices through the app. Right. Or, and I think this is the future for all of these services, where you do have a service that's like mostly streaming, but Beyonce wants to drop an album and you can buy it. So it's all in the same place, which is, I think, a great model, right? Like mostly streaming, but some artists are like, you have to buy my stuff. And I'm like, cool, but at least it's all in the same place. Those services get dinged at 30% too. Yeah. So Apple's going to build the first unified service. I mean, they'd be dumb not to, Mm -hmm. where you can buy the stuff and you can stream the stuff, and everyone else will be at a huge disadvantage on their platform. And like, that's rough. And like, uh, that studio model, that thing you're saying about, they used to be vertically integrated. So they would shoot, they would hire their own actors that were in their own movies. They would shoot their stuff on their own studio. And they would release it in their own theaters. Right. And it was totally vertically integrated. And you're like, well, that looks so much like what Apple's about to do with Mm -hmm. music, especially if they have Jimmy Iovine running around signing artists to exclusive contracts. Yeah. I cannot wait until Kanye starts making Elvis movies. Like, that's the future, isn't it? Like, Kanye goes to Hawaii. He's already been to Hawaii. <laughs> sure. Blue, like a remake of Blue Christmas with Kanye West. <laughs> the oh biggest complaint God. about the App Store I heard from other streaming services and people in the industry was Apple doesn't let them point users back to the website where they can get it for cheaper. Mm. That's against the rules. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. You mean back to the that label website or back to the, the I mean, artist website? Yeah, or, back yeah. to like Spotify. You can't oh, say oh, oh, yeah, you yeah. Can yeah. Sign up for at Spotify.com for cheaper. Yeah, um, yeah. It's I don't know. I I like I said I've, I've said before. I feel like on this podcast about title or maybe it was something else. I don't know. I I Spotify is what I use right now, but it's like by no means like easy yeah nor do i like it particularly yeah. it's just the first thing that came out that was like that so i but i don't really have any loyalty or faith to it somewhere at the ceo of rdo is like cr- weeping in a corner <laughs> yeah what's rdo what's gonna All happen right. to rdo hold on, hold on, uh, hold let's on, talk hold on. about groove shark first <laughs> wait uh, we're gonna make a little bit of money um uh do the dance we're gonna do the money dance <laughs> This episode of Virtuecast is brought to you by lynda.com, the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com slash vergecast. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash vergecast. lynda.com is for problem solvers, for the curious, for the people who want to make things happen. Maybe you want to master Excel, you want to learn negotiation tactics, you want to build a website, you want to boost your Photoshop skills, Micah, looking at you, buddy. Go to lynda.com and feed your curious mind. Here are some courses worth checking out. You can program the Internet of Things with iOS. You can explore the Internet of Things. You can learn how to program those things using iOS, like wearable tech, appliance sensors, and programmable hardware. You can learn Excel 2011 for the Mac. Sam, I know that that really It's really on my to-do list, actually the top of it. Learn how to manage analyze large amounts of data with the sorting, filtering, statistical, and database analysis features of Excel 2011. Or you can design a data visualization uh, where you can learn how to build a data visualization in Illustrator, Emily's favorite program, using scripting for speed, accuracy, and repeatability. 
With a lynda.com membership, you can watch and learn from top experts who are passionate about teaching. You can stream thousands of video courses on demand, and you can learn on your own schedule. Courses are structured so you can watch from start to finish. You can consume them in bite-sized pieces. You can use course transcripts to follow along. You can search for an answer. You can skip around in the video. You can take notes as you go and refer to them later. It's basically anarchy. You can download tutorials to watch on the go, including access on your iOS or Android device. You can create and save playlists of courses that you want to watch to customize your learning path because an uncustomized learning path is for busters. Your Lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics all for one flat rate. So whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about a hobby, or you just want to learn something new, I want you to visit Lynda.com slash and sign up for a free 10-day trial. I also want to keep talking at this register of my voice. That was really impressive. This is the sales register. That's lynda.com slash Vergecast. Yeah. What? I'm getting better at this. Yeah, that was good. Yeah? It was long, detailed. (laughs) I was into it. No, the the ad read was long and detailed. I hate you. Okay. (laughs) All right. Micah, do you want to run us through the new features of Spotify this week a little bit? Uh, Sure. Uh, Let's see what they did. Or Sammy. You You know what's up. Um, it's actually pretty simple, um, yet important. Spotify had an event in New York. It was kind of a weird one. Um, <laughs> it was kind of a weird it one. Was weird. Um, it was weird because they had a lot of sort of, I wouldn't say they're random, but they had a lot of characters on stage, including the girls from Broad City. Um, so Spotify introduced podcast integration, um, they also introduced video, so you can like watch bite-sized clips. I don't think it's like full episodes of anything. It's just like content clips of yeah. things. It's really uh, weird. It's that strange. Really weird. And then they, the third thing was this new integration with um, running. So your running tempo, you can match music to that, um, and like pump yourself up with Spotify music based on how fast you're running. Um, and they, from what I can tell, didn't give too many details. For example, I'm a Spotify premium subscriber and am I going to see ads on these videos? I don't know. Right. Um, also they didn't really give any detail of the podcast situation. Um, am I going to be able to get any and every podcast? Are they curating podcasts? I don't know. Also, where's the update? I don't have it on my computer. <laughs> yeah. I don't have it on my phone. Spotify updates on the computer are, I would say, the worst. And you, I know I've harshed on Spotify just, in the show a lot. Can I just say, since we had that amazing debate on this Vergecast, there have been multiple people asking us to go at it again about Spotify. They love it. They love the the harsh debates that we talk about. Look, if you, why do you come to the Vergecast? You come for, <laughs> for sparkling banter. You come for flawless introductions. Um, ad reads that draw money directly out of your pocket and deposit <laughs> that in various companies' bank accounts. Uh, and you come for real talk about Spotify, which is garbage. Just put it out. It's not garbage. But yeah, so that's that's Spotify news. Um, it'll take again, whenever these I feel like whenever these kind of news updates and big events happen for these tech companies, it takes a while for the normals and, and for the information to dilute amongst the masses. So we'll see how people respond to this. Uh, I bet you that most people didn't even know Spotify had an event. Right. Um, so yeah, it seems cool. As someone who doesn't listen to podcasts regular, regularly because I don't – I just don't. Um, <laughs> I don't really have a reason why. I've just 
podcast. You got to respect your competitors, man. You got to get out there. You got to learn some podcast like, yeah. trips and tricks. Well, so so now I think that I'm going to start listening to podcasts because they will be embedded in Spotify, which I use every day. There's like an app on your phone called podcast. Called podcasts. I know. It's just I don't want to open iTunes. It's not it's, it's not through iTunes. It's all through the podcast app. See, yeah. I don't know any of this. I don't know. I just yeah. I don't do podcasts. I, I just, I mean, I, well, as far as the content that they're going to have, isn't it, um, they're like several networks, podcast networks. Was it, it wasn't Nerdist or was it something else? It was Nerdist. 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 Yeah. yeah. Ner- Nerdist right. is going to. Lab. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I can, is that all WNYC or is that just Radiolab? It just says Radiolab. Okay. And like, will we be on there? Like, can you get the Vergecast in Spotify? I kind of doubt it, yeah. right? Oh, it says WNYC here too. So it yeah. must be both. Um, well, I mean, assume, like there's got to be a suit upstairs somewhere is working on that deal like right and that's that's like why i brought the point before is this a syndication of just every podcast indie or popular or are is spot i mean spotify is the gatekeeper in this case right yeah but the, I, like there's like a really fundamental like who cares if spotify is a gatekeeper because what we have learned is that their management of that gate has done nothing but lose money over time. You know, True. it's like they're not wielding any power. They're just it's driving true. themselves slowly and slowly deeper into the red. Um, yeah. Emily, you were saying something about the running. There's running features, right? Yes. They like added more features to the mm-hmm. app, too. That seems mm-hmm. really silly and like a waste of whatever yeah. megabytes that will add to <laughs> the app and take up on my phone where I should be keeping actual music like I can listen to on the train. Right. Um, yeah, no, that's weird. I, as somebody who uses Spotify a lot while working out, um, I don't want Spotify to match my tempo. Well, like that's, that's yeah. a really, really bizarre and specific thing to want from a streaming service. I don't know. Aren't you, aren't you supposed to play loud, loud and fast things so you'll run as quickly as the music? Not the opposite way. Anyway, that's my hot take about running in Spotify. <laughs> um, you want Spotify cool. to just start slowly increasing the tempo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I got to catch up to it. But, um, yeah, that's – and then how, what does that even sound like? Like, all of your songs just sort of, like – Will it pitch it up? Will it, like <laughs> that would actually be kind of amazing if the faster you ran, like you could be listening to a slow jam and then you start running and it's like chipmunked. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, I take it all back. This is a great idea. This is <laughs> yes, finally a version of turn off the lights I can run to. <laughs> Teddy, you did it again. Exactly. There's like there's like ads, Spotify ads, of people like sprinting to Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> That's what you need. I, I like Spotify and Sam and I are just gonna start. Right. Here we go. I'm ready. They don't. They don't do anything. What doesn't do? This anything? is the most they've ever done in that app to like make it better. And like we're sitting here saying the features are like laughable and stupid. Yeah, I mean, you guys have your feelings about Spotify. What are you? Well, you're gonna sit around watching clips of Vice videos no. in your Spotify app? Me? No, absolutely not. Who? Teens, you're, but that's why you're here. That's literally why we put you at that desk. If it's a if it's a suggested content type thing where it pops up and it's like, oh, that's something I'm interested in, or that's a music video by an artist I like, and I can watch it right here on this thing I'm already about to listen to their song on. Is that useful? Yeah, but they're not getting music videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not music right. Videos. But so title is doing music videos and concerts. Yeah. yeah, this is what I mean. Like when I say we're in a moment, I think the tech industry is completely in the media industry, like next to it. Like they push and pull on each other in like, I don't know. That's why we like have an entertainment editor at the verge, right? Like the media industry and the tech industry completely influence each other. And like for a decade, the tech industry drove the entertainment industry. 
right? It was in charge. Like Steve Jobs basically was like in charge of the entertainment industry. He was like, we're going to do iTunes. We're going to do the iPod. We're going to blow up the music and industry. And everyone listened to them. Right. Well, I with mean, a struggle. It was a struggle. And then he was like, well, now we're adding video to the iPod. Now we're doing an Apple TV. Now we're doing streaming. Here are all these services. Here's all this. Like, basically just organized it. And then Reed Hastings came along with Netflix and was like, and here's the next move. And that changed. And now, like, Woody Allen is like, why do I have an Amazon deal? Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you read that remember interview? that? No. No, so there's an interview. It's, it's like I totally Billboard. forgot that that was happening. So there's an interview in Billboard. It's like Woody Allen at Cannes, basically. And they're like, tell us about your life, Woody Allen. You're 79. He's, like, saying all these things. He's I know like, he doesn't watch Mad Men. Yeah, he doesn't watch Mad Men. He's like, I don't have a TV. I don't care. Like, I don't care about digital. It doesn't save me any time because it just... Like, even when I shot on film, it was just somebody else doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, whatever, digital is great. He's like, I signed this deal with Amazon because they, like, begged and begged and begged. And they're like, we just need six half hours or whatever. And I was like, it'll be, like, six half hours of a movie. But now it's like, oh, that sucks. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, an amazing – he's, like, super candid. He's like, I don't know what a streaming service is. I don't watch TV. I don't know why they want me to do this, but I'm doing it. God, I hope that's worth the money they're paying me. <laughs> and it's like, wow, the whole industry has changed, like, to the point where Amazon, nobody, like, I have Amazon Prime. Do you ever watch Amazon Prime streaming? No. No. Did you watch Transparent? Like, that's the one we're right, watching, right? Right, right, yeah. Um, but, like, I had, to, like, I had to, like, do a bunch of stuff to go watch it. Yeah. It was like, I've got to find this new set of apps. It's not just, like, Netflix. But anyway, so that was, like, the tech industry owning the media moment. And I think this, we're about to be in a place where the media industry completely dominates the tech industry. Because... The best user experience for all of these services is not going to pay the media industry the right way. Wait, and, wait, what do you mean the media industry will dominate the tech industry? They're not going to give anybody the deals, right? Like, you know, they came out this week that Apple was working on a TV, but they dropped it. Mm -hmm. And the, the Wall Street Journal report was like um, they couldn't find a compelling hardware feature. So they first they tried to make a perfectly clear TV that displayed an image using lasers. Which just sounds like Apple. It's no, it sounds like Tim Cook called the Wall Street Journal reporter and just like spun off some bullshit. <laughs> you know, it's possible. like we were trying to make a TV. It was going to be awesome. Like it was going to have lasers. Yeah, it was have, like, lasers. It's like perfectly clear. <laughs> Johnny Ives smoked a bunch of dope and came up with it. It was the best. You would have loved it, but it ah, wasn't wasn't Apple enough. Like it's like you could say anything you wanted. You know, yeah. Right. Um, then the, then they were going to have one with like a FaceTime camera in it that like watched you all the time. Another like Steve, like uh, Tim Cook, like Doobie Special, you know, like they're like, we tried Tim all these features. Cook, Doobie Special. Can you imagine? That should be a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just Tim Cook getting like totally high and being like, what could we do? <laughs> Just like gazing over the Apple campus. Um, anyway, and then they're like, we couldn't find a hardware differentiator good enough to justify TV. And that's a year ago. Um, and that was like, if you just look at the timeline, that's when they started talking about a watch and like watch rumors started. And the reason is because, and Dieter and I had a big argument about it and he put it up on the site. You can't make a TV unless you can fix the software of the TV, which gets you to content. So if you don't control HBO, like if you don't get to write the HBO app, you don't get to get Game of Thrones and HBO isn't going to let you write their app for them. I mean, they, they kind of do on the Apple TV, but, like, that's a deal. You have to make the deal. And so you have to get deal after deal after deal after deal to deliver the right user experience. And right now the media industry knows that they don't have to do that anymore. And that's, like, crazy. That's Taylor Swift being like, you know what? Screw you, Spotify. Like, I'm not giving you the deal, even though most of her fans would probably prefer to get her stuff in Spotify. Right. 
and like I don't know like I, this, when you talk to artists and labels and other people in the industry like w- do they care anymore like it just seems like it's, there's it's so much every, power no it's nothing that ever comes up anymore it's just like it's just sort of I, I don't know I mean and I'm usually not talking to like artists at that level so I mean they like artists that I talk to usually just care about getting their stuff licensed, getting money in other ways, getting, getting, you know, having good festival placement and stuff like that. Like right. not, not whether or not their stuff is streaming. I think most people just cut that up. It's just like a loss. It's <laughs> so crazy. You know, yeah. like, um, I mean, but like the festival thing and like the, I actually was, I was watching inside Amy Schumer on Amazon prime streaming. So I used the service. Okay. It hooked me in with transparent really? and then I used it to watch wow. something else. And there was just a joke about like, it's a joke. It's like a guy who dies, who died on a Weezer themed cruise ship. But it's like, <laughs> that joke is funny cause it's so painfully real. Well, there is a Weezer themed cruise ship. <laughs> no. Fine. Yes. Yeah. There was a Weezer cruise. Tell me everything about the Weezer cruise. I'll find out about the Weezer cruise. <laughs> okay. Here's what I know. <laughs> I, I, I think I our, fan, remember this. our fans are going to be sad um, because The Verge is going on vacation for two weeks on the Weezer boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it already happened. It was last year. It was February 13th through 17th. Oh, it was actually not a bad um, little cruise. They had Cat Power. They had Toro y Moi. They oh, had wow. Dive. That's such um, a dad cruise. Ash. Remember Ash? <laughs> um <laughs> Ozma. Wow. Wow. That's um, a deep indie rock cruise. Anyway, that's like a that that was a thing that happened in 2014. The Weezer cruise. <laughs> there you know. <laughs> but that's the that's the industry. Like you can get more money doing the Weezer cruise. Oh yeah, like, completely. Than Weezer could put out a new record. Yeah, I mean, I went on a cruise that was like an artist based cruise earlier this year, and like the 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 people who did that, like they, it was such a success, and they were it was everybody won out of it, like the cruise company and the artists and everybody on it that they're actually like using the people who started organizing that cruise to keep doing it because it's just like a model that can be used for so many artists. Um, yeah, I, uh, it's all about shows and festivals. I mean, festivals just makes a bazillion dollars now. Um, and you know, big stadium shows, you know, any, any sold out show at the Staples center is like, that's where the money comes from, not an album. The album just keeps sort of the artistic fuel alive. Right. Now it's more a symbol than anything else. Yeah. But I, but I, but that's why I think the music, particularly music, I I keep saying it. I think there's going to be a huge turn, right, with the Apple thing and like Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre like running around and pr- like the Kanye rumors out there that like they, he's going to sign with Apple, and then you have Jay Z started his own thing. And you have Spotify desperately searching for relevance. And somewhere, Groove Shark just endlessly rebooting itself. Um, oh, Groove Shark. <laughs> they tried. Right? <laughs> they were the first and most illegal of the services. Um, th- that turn in the tech industry is going to totally change everything. And it, what, you're, what you're describing is the money for the artists isn't in the music itself. So they have complete leverage. Right? They just have to get it out there and get some money for it and... If you're a big artist, you want to get as much money as possible, but you're still just trying to get somebody to like Coachella. Mm-hmm. That's like your your main move in life is to like get somebody to a show or yeah. get somebody to an event, or like if you're Taylor Swift, literally license out your branding to like bath towels and yeah. like bed sheets, and like have a different car brand in every single country that you can have your commercial uh, for. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But now I'm just really depressed. What happened to the artistry, man? <laughs> How does Steely Dan make money? Is it just, is that why they reformed? 
that's too bad. Um, uh, well, no, I was. It's funny because all the bands that I like want when I was like a kid, all the bands that I would have wanted to see that were broken up when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I can definitely go see now. Yeah, but it's yeah. not. Don't, it's no, don't go. Yeah, like, <laughs> don't go. That's really bad. It's a I, bad idea. It's like there's there's the zombie <laughs> Jimmy Page just playing the guitar. <laughs> like cool. So the question is, when Apple drops their streaming service, what's going to happen? Because iTunes Radio came out, and I know no one that uses it. I use it all the time. You do? Yes. You're the only person I know that uses it. I'm not the only person I know who uses it. It's, um, it's pretty convenient, and I have to say that the gateway between listening to something, liking it, and just clicking a button to spend a dollar or two dollars on it is kind of devious and perfect like i use that i do that a lot i end up spending a lot of money yeah. that way See, i'm yeah. telling you they control everything yeah. man um but yeah i don't know what, what what happens to itunes radio then like is that just not a part of it anymore we don't know yet because right. they do, they do a lot of the like, um, you know, they'll have the the, the advanced uh, preview of albums that yeah. they'll put on on iTunes a lot. I don't know how what that does for artists. Like, that's also another weird thing. That's is probably like, pay to the label. I'm guessing. Yeah. Because, yeah. But like, you know, even if it's not Apple, like NPR gets streams a lot from people a couple weeks in advance, and it's like I I, I don't know if that helps anybody at all. Um, I guess they, this is their way of avoiding a leak because they know it's going to leak yeah. out anyway. Yeah. I just. Um, in the leak branding is Apple Music. Yeah. But that's like, how do you walk away from iTunes as a brand? Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Everyone hates iTunes. No one mm-hmm. hates iTunes. Yeah, Everyone but if you have iTunes. an iPhone, it's like, it doesn't matter if you hate iTunes. It's a part of your, like, hand at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's going. Oh, it's, I mean, when I, had, when I had an Android, like, for the one year I had an Android phone, I used, I used, um, I didn't use, I used Google Music, the thing where you, when it was like you could upload your entire music library and stream it from your, yeah, your yeah. computer. I used that. Um, but I, I mostly did Amazon just, um, uh, for music downloads, because um, it didn't, you could play those MP3s anywhere. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, man, it's like things I wish I loved. It's like this endless list of music services, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't love any of you. Well, I just read uh, from a few weeks ago the New Yorker article about the guy who leaked like every album in the early yeah. O's, which is an incredible story. I mean, like he got caught eventually, and all of these people, but like how there was this comp- like this competition to get all you know like graduation and 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 uh Eminem show and stuff all these like albums you think of as like those were the Napster era albums yeah. and um uh and just that kind of race to get things leaked out right like right out of universal right out of the the labels and the places where they're manufacturing them uh, one of my favorite stories of that era um i don't remember where I, where i read this but it was tremendous and if somebody can find it and send it to me i'd like to read it again um was this like it was a story about a suburban dad who in a in like in new jersey in like his fourth bedroom had set up just like tons of computers and hard drives and just downloaded everything and he's like i gotta do this man i gotta save the culture while it can still be saved oh my god he's like i'm preserving all of this stuff he's like like a doomsday prepper (laughs) but for culture (laughs) but for like torrent it was like an amazing like all of his things he's like i know this is illegal and i know i could go to jail and my family could suffer but i have to do it and it was like no he doesn't he doesn't go far enough then because like those drives are not going to be worth anything (laughs) 
if if a true apocalypse happens or if there is like a, an electromagnetic <coughs> pulse or something, yeah. you got to burn that to like a gold disc, like a like a like a record. You gotta, yeah, like and a, send it to space. Yeah, and send it into space. <laughs> like, come on, we fully realize this dream here, guy. Yeah. Like, He's in the garage, like <laughs> carving these like platinum <laughs> record. All right, I need to read one more ad, and then I actually just want I just want Emily to, to just generally stream of consciousness talk about bad blood. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Building a website can be tough, and even if you do know a way around coding, creating something that looks good and works well is a time-consuming affair. Whether it's for a business site, a portfolio, a restaurant, or whatever else, in this day and age, you probably need a website anyway. So lucky for us, Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look professionally designed regardless of skill level. No coding required. I encourage you to go to browser in your browser.com, a Squarespace website Joanna Stern Stern just made about her new puppy. Not only Squarespace provide you with intuitive and easy to use tools to create your website with, Squarespace also has state-of-the-art technology providing your site, uh, powering your site to ensure security and stability. And you know you can trust in Squarespace for your website needs when millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust in them too. Seriously, you cannot beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. Squarespace gives you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website for only $8 a month. You can even get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. So what are you waiting for? Start a trial with no credit card required and build. start building your website today. I encourage you to build a website where I just muff ad reads completely. That would be great. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code VERGE to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the VergeCast. That part is really important because we're going to upgrade Sam's seat to a throne. Wow. That's going to be great. We thank Squarespace for the support of the VergeCast. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Build it beautiful. <laughs> we need <laughs> Sam, play your wood guitar. <laughs> play, play some hot licks and your lumbar guitar. Lumbar. It God, smells so good. Have you ever had one of those days where you just like you talk so much that you completely forget how to talk? Yes. Oh yeah. That All the time. Is, I'm hitting that wall right now, and it's going to be bad. Um, That's it. All right, Emily. There, like, there. In addition to like, what is happening? Are you are you just playing Bad Blood? Just a second. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. What is this? What is Cara Delevingne doing in this movie? She's in it. She's in the video. No, she's in the video, but there's a trailer for a movie called Paper Towns. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, uh, Taylor Swift released a video that she had been hyping. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. Um, she, she had been hyping this for like two weeks or three weeks. It felt like a lot longer. That basically has every single famous person ever in it. Like <laughs> Taylor Swift has been casually building her... Um, circle of friends in a very public posed way. Her Instagram is basically pictures like just showing off how many people are her friends when I feel like kind of the poetry of Taylor Swift is that she doesn't actually have any friends. Like who can relate to her? Who can talk? Who can actually talk to her? Anyway, that's just my own. Wait, because she's on such a high level or because she's such a terrible nerd? Because she's both, you yeah. know, like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, what, what is the conversation with Taylor Swift like? Like, how do you, when do you like get really real? Like, she'll just go and bake <laughs> you some cookies or something. Like, I don't know. Anyway, so she made this, she made this video. Uh, it's got Kendrick in it because like she's a really big Kendrick fan uh, in a profile on Rolling Stone. A couple like went before 1989 came out. She like closed it with like a uh, uh, quote from, uh, from um, Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, yeah, it was from uh, Backseat Freestyle. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's her favorite song. That was her jam. 
like talking about her <laughs> dick and his, his the Eiffel Tower. I mean, it's cool. I mean, that, that was genuinely surprising. It was good. Anyway, so she, um, so this video came out and like, I, I don't really know, like I have a few theories behind it, but I mean, she's, she's pretty much like, is she just YouTube? Is that like the only kind of allegiance that we know that she has as far as, um, surfaces or music streaming services? We don't know. Rumors, Apple rumors. Right. Yeah, I mean, if Apple got Taylor and Kanye, that really, really completes the frat row (laughs) dynamic duo. (laughs) That would be, oh man, that's actually, that would make that an indispensable like that would make it yeah. an indispensable streaming service for me. It's like funny when we when we post like I think Micah you posted something <clears> once where you're like, you know, you can't if you have a streaming service that has, you know, a certain amount of these big name artists on it, it's indispensable if you're if you like those artists and you want to be able to stream their music yeah. and everybody's like, "Oh, well, I don't like any of those artists, so it's not for me." It's like, "Well, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're lying right now. Yeah. There is one of those people that you like. The one of those people it's either it um, title or, or rumored to be at Apple or whatever. So anyway, I think I, my theory about the, the bad blood video is that it is kind of an answer to the title thing. Uh. It's an assembly of superheroes. Not all of them are musicians, but, uh, a lot of them are. Um, and they're actually explicitly presented as superheroes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's sort of this, like, war between celebrities happening, basically. It just yeah. feels like it is about title um, <laughs> or about somebody else. I don't know. Or I mean, it's really about Katy Perry. Where's Katy Perry going to end up anyway? Man, like she's in a real her. hype check Katy Perry right now. Sam, that's not. It's an audio show. Six, maybe seven. Does she, is she cooler because she dates Diplo? Does she date Diplo now? Whoa! I can't remember whoa. if she still does or not. Um, I remember I when she was married to Russell Brand. That was a thing, right? Yeah. yeah. That, good, good celebrity callback, Sam. Thanks. Yeah, I know very, my culture. I'm, I'm, I'm all the way back in 2010 now. I've checked the Bad Blood video. Uh, I couldn't even. I didn't watch the whole thing. Wow, it's bad, right? Uh, I, it was mostly because I was interrupted for work, but like it was just, <laughs> it was a lot of it was a lot of choreographic ninja stuff. Yeah, it's from what I saw, very it's very dumb. It's like it's like it's just scenes from other movies, right? But it's not even with the self awareness of like a Quentin Tarantino movie. It's just like the like let's do Tron for a second. Like I don't know, it's it's weird. Um, but it's it's just part of her overall thing of like look at how many people are on my side look at how many friends I have, which I think is sort of tragic. So anyway, those are my. <laughs> That's it. You're drained. Yeah. <laughs> She's like zero for two on these videos, though, right? Like what? Blank space video is great. Uh, I'm not a fan of the blank space video. I also that house. I I shot a or I helped shoot a student film at that that what? mansion. Yeah, Whoa. it's on Tell Long Island. Story. It's called Ohika. Well, the Verge is going on vacation for two weeks because yeah. we're going to the Taylor Mansion. <laughs> um, we're um, going to take the Weezer boat to the Taylor Mansion. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, wait, what, what was the other one? No, St- Style is a good video. Style just looks like the um, True Detective opening credits. So I think that the, um, oh, what was the first one? Shake It Off and Blank Space are fine. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I, I, don't like, I don't like Shake It Off. 
the you mean are you talking about the videos or the songs? The videos. The videos. The video is very bad for Shake It Off. Huh. I don't care that Mark Romanek made it. It's not a good video. I think that's kind of why I like. Anyway, so those are those two. And she has really good hair in that one. David. Oh, she has, she has great hair. David, like David, that song, when David was here in our office in New York, like you would just start to hear Shake It Off. And it was never him like listening to it. It was always him watching the video because he, <laughs> and he was like, it's such pretty hair. It was, he was such a nerd for it. Oh my God. Yeah, it was adorable. <laughs> Um, so those two, but I thought style was like super medium. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. I, <coughs> I, I really me. like, I mean, I think this video, this album was fine, but I, I, I'm not that into pop Taylor. Like I, it's, it's kind of like a larger music feeling I have in general that everybody wants to be everything. I don't want Taylor to want to be like, I don't know who she wants to be like, like Icona pop or whatever. Like, What's your favorite song on the album? Oh, um, the Lana Del Rey one. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, oh, what's it called? Wildest Dreams. That's the best song on the album. Uh, but that's like a mode that's like weird and over. Like it's kind of like with Mad Men, right? Like mm-hmm. that. Like sad- nice segue. No, no, it's true. Like sadness is like over. Like, oh, I, that's not true. You think sadness is back in? I like Mad Men ended with like explicitly like no more sadness. Um, yeah, that was, I feel like that was a, a Matt Weiner troll though. I feel like everybody expected either somebody to commit suicide or for Don to end up being D.V. Cooper and like Matt Weiner will never, he refuses to give anybody what they want. Like that is like his That's signature thing. Um, so of course he ends up like at a, at a retreat meditating and smiling with the ocean behind him. <laughs> That's just how it was going to be. Not, you, wait, hold on. I think this is true. I want to say this is true. Yes. Do you know where the D.B. Cooper theory came from? Um, yeah. Uh, it was a blogger, actually, during the second season. I can't remember her name. Lindsey Green? Do you, yes. Do you know who Lindsey Green is? You guys don't have any idea. Our, the editorial director of Vox Media, Lockhart Steele. That is oh, his wife. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole world constantly collides. Yeah. Um, anyway. It's a good, it, it was a good theory, and he totally teased it in like the second to last episode. But he did, he did the, the Manson family thing, too. Like He played yeah. into it super hard. Yeah. But no, I, what I'm saying the end of set, this has been my theory about sort of <coughs> our mode, is that everything is triumphant all the time, and Taylor Swift is like yeah. the apex of triumph. Like yeah. oh, That's her collection of friends. That's like the, I'm on a beach with like, who is the girl band she's on the beach with? Do you know what I'm talking about? There's like the, the super. Oh, Heim. She's right. always hanging out with Heim. Right. Um, um, it's just super funny. It's like that's all triumph. It's all victory. All the like EDM is like basically builds to victory. Mm-hmm. Like EDM never builds to sadness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that gives me an idea though. Um, no, I I I agree with that in some ways. I mean, it's like, I, yeah. It's hard to it's hard to succeed with with downer music. I mean, I think that's why like Lord and Lana Del Rey are interesting because they have some downer songs. Right. Or like the XX was like vaguely interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah. But that's like a different level of success. Like they're not playing the XX on the radio necessarily. Yeah, the XX is that new album is going to be the best album of the year. The new Jamie XX album is going to be the best album of the year. Wow. Yes, I'm excited for that. What about the Ratatat album? The Ratatat album we sampled in a toilet paper commercials from here until the, from now until the end of time. Wow, that's terrible. <laughs> really? No, that's just it's like an essential fact of Ratatat, right? Like, I was talking. You know, we have like a every media company has like a branded agency thing that like makes native ads, and we have one. And they 
they did a present, you know, we had, there's like upfronts, like media companies present, like, here's all the video shows we're going to make. Right? And so we had one and I've been asking for the video of our upfront presentations because I want to see it because I'd like to know what the hell they said about the, you know. um, but anyway, so I've been asking for, you know, like we can't, we, none of the music got cleared and I was like, why? And I'm like, well, it's, it's so much rat-a-tat. Like, <laughs> like if you're going to, you know, like if you're an ad Too agency. Too much rat-a-tat. <laughs> they're like, you know, because, you know, agencies, like we just default to rat-a-tat. Like yeah. that's like their go-to. Like, it's so true. Yeah. yeah. So no. they'll be fine. Rat-a-tat will be fine. No, they still use rat-a-tat <laughs> as like transition music on NPR stories. Like, it's crazy. Like, no, it's like, like rat-a-tat is sick. I just, they're great. Rat-a-tat I is check a, rat-a-tat. A, a, they're a great band. Like, they are. You guys can poop on them all you I'm want. Not, they they're not a poop. I'm just saying they're rich. I made a list of, I like my 25 favorite songs of the last decade of the, of t- 2000 to 2010. And they were 17 years from their first Sick. album is like one of the best songs. It's like one of the best pump up jock jam type songs ever. It's great. Um, it's yeah. just amazing. Like Ratatat's like the older child that no one worries about. <laughs> like they're just going to be fine. Oh, Ratatat. He's going to be fine. <laughs> I think they're going to be a govball. Like, and that'll be a nostalgia act now. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I don't know. Wait, when, what, when do they hit? I feel like Ratatat, like... It's July 17th or something, that album comes out? No, I meant, when did Ratatat, like, start? When did they... 2004 or 2005? Yeah, they've been around. I feel like they just made a huge appearance on my iPod. Like, one day they were not on my iPad, and then, like, the next day, everything, my whole iPod was (laughs) Ratatat. That's all we listened to. Um, what else? We, we we barely talked about Mad Men. Do you want to talk about Mad Men for two minutes? Mm, I don't really have that much to say because I have to go to a meeting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first cast, everyone. <laughs> we make it explicitly clear that other things are more important. <laughs> but um, I will say that um, I think it's funny. I think that 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 there will always be two worlds: the world that 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 watched that show and cared desperately about it every week and like assumed that because like 90 people that they knew on the internet also cared desperately about it every week that like it was the biggest and most important show and uh i mean i watched it just because of that because it's like that's just a talking point you got to watch it with people but like i i never was crazy about it so it's very interesting to see now like it'll be interesting to see what its legacy is because it wasn't even nearly as widely watched as something like the sopranos which i think has sort of a similar place in people's hearts people who really like love tv what do you Um, think about bigger impact bigger impact sopranos or Mad Men? oh sopranos for sure yeah yeah yeah. i mean like you wouldn't have Mad Men without sopranos because matt weiner was a writer on sopranos i mean and Sopranos was like the, you know, that made the, the HBO drama thing that made like the dark R rated drama thing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Mad Men, Mad Men is, is less like a, like it has less effect outside of itself than, mm-hmm. than, than Sopranos. Like Mad Men was just like, you had relationship with relationships with the characters, like within the context of the show. And it did some interesting formal things like over the several seasons. But I don't feel like there's anything about the way that it told its story that's going to affect or change anything after it. That's just me. But I liked a lot of it. I just never was wild about it. Do you watch it? You don't watch it. I've never seen Mad Men. You're a crazy person. (laughs) 
It's 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 really interesting. It's not like I don't remember what the numbers were on the finale, but like it wasn't. It's like seven million at its peak. Three point two nine million on the, that finale. Was on the finale. Last, but it, wow. its peak it was like seven. I no, I don't wasn't. think it ever. I'm looking seven at the Wikipedia. Million. No, I'm looking at Wikipedia. Probably five yeah, like, million. I'm, no, that's being even. generous. No, yeah, it peaked at like two two and a half, three. Yeah, well, million. googling no. seven million Mad Men just basically takes you to a site about guns. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the name of our new band. It's like Ten Thousand Maniacs. <laughs> oh man, <clears throat> I definitely um, used a streaming service to listen to Candy. Everything everyone wants the other day. That's true. It's a true fact about me and Ten Thousand Maniacs and your relationship with streaming services. <laughs> it's very interesting. Like I, we were having a long debate about um, Spotify and the private mode. I feel like I was talking to Dan or something about it um, or somebody else. Yeah. And just like, I have to always put it on. Like nobody can know the way that I use Spotify. (laughs) It is very top secret. (laughs) I just, yeah, I'm really worried about it too. Yeah. You just, you turn off scrobbling, right? You don't want anyone to see your activity. Yeah, but you have to do it every single time. No. No way. You can just turn it all the way off. Yeah. You you can turn it off. No. No, A hundred percent. I don't think so. Sam, I'm looking at your, your, <laughs> let's see what people, where's my Spotify open? Let's just, let's just, let's just do some Spotify doxing right now oh my God. and then we'll end the show. Okay. Sam, you think about where you want to, what I want, what I want to do, what you want to engage with. Um, on here. Um, Joanna Stern just listened to rocket man by Elton John. What's the last thing I listened to? Uh, my friend Kyle Kramer just listened to all I ever need by caribou. Is- Casey Newton. Listening to that Blue Bucket of Gold, Sue Jane Stevens. You can. Uh, Dude, by the way, I'm just hard docking. Oh, right wow. <laughs> uh, Nathan Ingram, Charlie XCX, listening to Need Your Love. Wow, this is really bad. You I'm, can, I'm hurting myself right now. You go on a Spotify. Ellis Hamburger, talk. listening to Tan Lines. <laughs> Dan Seifert, On My Way to Heaven. Okay, we gotta therapy. stop this. <laughs> <laughs> this is really cruel. This is bad. Okay, you, you, what's. This is amoral. <laughs> Everyone has super weird music, like that's it. Listening. This to is Big habits. Brother right here. What did Big Brother teach us? How did the world end? We all learned we're, that we're listening to terrible music. <laughs> that Rush Rustic is listening to Genie in a Bottle right now. Look, I'm listening. I'm listening, and and I will say this publicly. Thanks to Micah Singleton, I'm listening to Trap Queen. Trap Queen on repeat. He just for, heard forever. Trap Queen yesterday. He what? just oh, <laughs> bless your heart. <laughs> it's good. It's the jam. Oh my god, it's a good song. It is. It's, all right, it's great. Sam. Sam, pick some social networks that are not spot. Spotify to follow us on. Jeez. Uh, you should, you know what? Because you said that, that made me think of, uh, of this is. <laughs> That's a little social network I like to call Instagram. <laughs> you should, no, no, no. It, Actually, all right, yeah. Okay, here, let's do this. You should, you should hit up soundcloud.com slash what's tech. It is a podcast by our own Chris Plant. It is at soundcloud.com slash what's tech. We explain everything from Twitter to the Marvel Universe to cameras uh, and the audio and, you know, sort of sound clips and music that's added in there really adds a lot to that podcast. I highly recommend it. And you should follow The Verge on Instagram. We are Instagram.com slash Verge. We're pretty damn close to 100,000 followers. And uh, I'm excited for when that happens because I will just tweet about it. And uh, back to you, Neil. Another, an, another build to nothing. Oh, yeah. Um, I've got a pitch, too. Yeah, there's there's going to be a new podcast on the Verge Podcast Network, if that's yeah. a thing no, that we can just, refer to it, it as. Yeah. Um, and look for the Scope 
premiering sometime next week. I'm going to say Wednesday. Um, and Liz Lopato and I, also a Verge editor, the science editor. Uh, Verge employee. That's Verge employee, Liz Lopato and I will be talking about art and science. And I just sang for some reason. Is that it. the intro? <laughs> that should be the intro of the podcast. It's the school. What uh, just happened to my headphones? My, the system did not like what that. What just happened to everything? <laughs> Here's what I know. Every Verge employee wants a podcast. And if you sing me a name, you'll get one. That's hype check. Nope. Nope. That was the wrong deal to make. Okay. The scope. The scope. That's going to be exciting too. Um, You can find all these podcasts at iTunes.com slash The Verge. Vergecast, again, creeping right up to a thousand five star reviews. So please, please, I think we're at 980. So what, get, should they, what should they ask or what, what should what should they answer rather on the iTunes review? I, uh, tell me if you watch Mad Men. Give me your thoughts on the last season of, or the last episode of Mad Men. In, Did in we our, talk about Mad Men enough? Did we? Yeah. Should we talk about it more? Yeah. Should we start a Mad I, Men podcast? <laughs> this is this would be perfect timing. Verge Men. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was our show. Uh, Sam Sheffer is at Sam Sheffer on the tweets. Mike Singleton is at Mike Singleton. Emily Oshita is at Emily Oshita. I'm at Reckless. Please find us, tweet at us. I'm sure you have many thoughts to share with us. Um, I want to thank Dashlane. I want to thank Squarespace. And I want to thank Lynda.com for being our sponsors. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about a hobby, or you just want to learn something new, please visit Lynda.com slash Vergecast and sign up for a free 10-day trial. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash Vergecast. And that is our show. We'll be back again next week. And actually, next week is Google I.O. and the Code Conference. So it's going to be... There's going to be news on news. I think next week will be very exciting. And Monday's a holiday, so enjoy that. Yeah, just get super drunk and then get ready for a Vergecast on Thursday. And then, so it's I.O., Code Conference, and then like a week and a half after that is WWDC. Yeah, it's, it's about to be time. Yeah. Ready. That's the Vergecast. Rock and roll. <laughs>